Welcome to Art Speaks, a presentation of William King Museum of Art, where we talk about activities at the museum and uh, what's going on in the art world in general. I'm David Thomas, your host today, and our guest today is Lakin Bridges, who is our Director of Higher Education and Adult Programming at the museum. And people may not be aware of the fact that William King has three primary missions. One is to exhibit fine art, and we are having some nice art exhibits coming up, especially a Baroque exhibit in October that you'll be hearing more about. And we preserve the cultural heritage. That's the only art or the only objects that the museum uh, keeps an inventory of is cultural heritage items of Southwest Virginia. But our primary mission, our primariest mission, is education. And Lakin, as the director of our adult education and programming, uh, is a primary player in that world for us. So, Lakin, welcome to the show. Thanks, David. And tell us a little bit about your academic background and how you got into the uh, art and education world. Sure, absolutely. Uh, I went to undergraduate school at East Tennessee State just down the road. Uh, studied primarily printmaking, uh, got a BFA in studio art, and then went to graduate school at Clemson University where I studied visual art, got an MFA with a focus in printmaking, and for several years taught adjunct or uh, visiting professorships at the undergraduate level, and then um, saw the opportunity to join William Key Museum and um, came on in this position in 2018 to lead the development of Art Lab, which is our educational facility adjacent to the museum building. Right, and I, I think the first time I met you, we were meeting in that, what had been an abandoned building next door to the museum that had been county offices, and um, we were looking around a fairly desolate uh, landscape as you were describing what what that could turn into, and uh, sure enough, it's uh, it's a excellent facility now, and I'm sure you welcome visitors to come down and see the facility if they would like to, but the art lab is just uh, beside the main building at the art museum. So you mentioned uh, that you were involved in printmaking, is, is, and I know you do artistic work, so what what is your primary medium that you use or uh, what what uh, parts of the art world do you have experience with? Uh, well, as, as a, an independent artist outside of this position at the museum, um, I'm really a mixed media artist at this point. I, uh, I do still enjoy printmaking, um, but because I don't have my own um, print shop, my own press, uh, I tend to work in drawing mixed media, collage, sometimes soft sculpture, uh, and recently dipped my toe into um, <laughs> video art oh. thanks to uh, pandemic experiences <laughs> okay. and the, the world of Zoom. Right. Yeah, I, haven't, I don't think I've seen uh, many of those. You'll have to link me up with some of those videos. <laughs> so I know you exhibited at William King. We had an exhibition of what a year or so ago, and you had a couple of pieces. What was the theme of that exhibit? I forget what it was. Uh, I think you're, men you're mentioning uh, From These Hills, uh, oh, well, which okay. is a biennial exhibition of regional artists. And uh, I've 
was accepted multiple for multiple years into the into that exhibit. Oh. Um, but I've I've shown elsewhere. I've shown across the U.S. in different locations, mostly through um, university exhibitions. And I, I did once, one time, <laughs> get to show overseas in China. Oh, really? So I, I know that that is a, as you say, it's an every two year uh, exhibit that we have, and it's going to start, I think, in early September. Uh, for our version of that this year, and we'll be there, I'm sure, for three or four months. So, if anyone's interested in uh, a visit to the museum and get to see what artists in our region create, uh, that will be an opportunity to do that. So. Let's talk about the Art Lab a minute. I know the Art Lab is uh, kind of divided into two sections. We have an education side and a, uh, a studio artist side. And uh, But today I'd like us to talk primarily about the education part of the facility. So tell us a little bit about what the Art Lab's purpose is and, uh, and what we try to do in the uh, education wing. I'll give you a little quick overview of what Art Lab is Essentially, it's a hub for learning where students, makers, educators, and the public can connect, exchange knowledge, and home skills. And basically, um, Art Lab is an expansion of our educational offerings, and it's it's for everyone, really, um, from high school students to teachers, even um, artists who are looking for studio spaces. Art Lab is equipped with uh, painting, drawing, mixed media, printmaking, and clay studios, we're developing a dark room, and um, we also have a digital lab, which is um, a big feature right now at the building. And essentially, it's a space where critical thinking is engaged and curiosity is sparked and creativity flourishes, or so I hope. <laughs> well, that is a real vision. I like that. So folks may know about the fact that William King is is one of the primary providers of, a, of elementary education in many counties, 14, I think, counties or towns in Southwest Virginia. So moving into the kind of um, capabilities and classes that uh, that you are offering does move us into a, a, a older age group than, than we've had experience before. So um, how do you how do you appeal to that audience that you're trying to to get to come to the art lab or you take use of the art lab? Um, well, I've, I found that in my teaching experience prior to joining the museum, I was teaching ages maybe 15 or 16 all the way up to 75 or 80, um, depending on the course I was teaching. So what I found and what we all know is that um, creativity does not uh, know an, an age limit, <laughs> nor does curiosity. So um, I have found a variety of ages interested in the variety of workshops that we offer. In terms of programming, I coordinate studio art classes that are like recurring classes over multiple weeks. Um, we also offer special workshops, usually that are um, in complement to the exhibitions. We also have a whole suite of programming in the digital lab that is focused more on technological and computer or digital literacy and even um, support workforce development or retraining. Well, let the audience know that they're listening to Art Speaks on WEHC 90.7 FM, which is the voice of Southwest Virginia. And you can also use our online service at wehcfm.com. 
And our guest today is uh, Lakin Bridges, who is the Director of Higher Education and Adult Programming at William King. And so you've mentioned um, some of the uh, resources that you have. What, can you describe uh, some of the equipment that, that we have specifically purchased for use in the art lab? Sure. Uh, we have some things that you might expect to see, like uh, easel setups in our painting and drawing studio. In our clay studio, we have gut energy-saving electric kiln, which we're very excited about and proud of. We also have uh, Shimpo wheels for throwing for ceramics. So if you're interested in wheel throwing, be on the lookout for um, those learning opportunities. In the uh, print shop, we have press for etching and relief printmaking. Uh, it was, uh, equipment was donated by um, Deborah Bryan, who's a printmaker and um, um, artist in Johnson City, Tennessee. And I also have printmaking equipment that was donated by uh, Charles Vess here in huh. our region. And then upstairs, we have our digital lab, which is equipped with um, Apple and Dell computers. Uh, those are loaded with Adobe Creative Software, among other, um, other software. And um, we also have large format printers. We can print up to 40-inch uh, wide fine art archival prints. Oh, and I know uh, I've talked to Richard Graves, who used to be with WHC, and uh, who's now an uh, independent artist. And uh, I know he has taken advantage of some of your uh, capabilities there and is very happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're glad to have Richard. He's he's one of our our, our digital lab regulars. So and. Uh, my recollection is is that we also acquired some drones that we um, that we hope to be able to uh, have some courses in. Tell us, tell us a little bit about what potential applications that our drone program might provide. We do have a few drones. Um, the focus of these drones will be to um, use them to capture footage and then be able to come back to the lab and learn how to uh, edit photos. Um, using Adobe software uh, or edit video and look at drone photography or drone videography through the lens of art and design and thinking about light and color and those types of edits. So uh, I've always, in the back of my mind, said I need a drone. Uh, but what, <laughs> what are the... Uh kind of the limitations down. I mean, if you if if you have a drone and you want to photograph something aerially, what are the limitations? I mean, can you fly over any private property or I'm I'm not I may be putting you on the spot here <laughs> legally, but <laughs> but uh, I mean, are there altitude limits or far away from the operator limits or kind of what is the field that you can operate a drone in? I can speak only kind of generally to this. Um, uh, Alice Salyer is our digital lab manager, and she is also recently certified as a drone with her drone pilot license. Mm -hmm. So she is much more familiar with all of the ins and outs of of drone procedure. But I can say um, that for flying a drone itself, you do have to be aware of the weather. Um, you have to be aware of uh, wind speed. That can be a challenge. 
Um, and you do have to be aware of your battery life. Um, there's <laughs> plenty of accidents of <laughs> drones losing charge and falling into a river or, you know, something like that. Right. Uh, and you do have to be careful about flying near airports. If you are too close to uh-huh. an airport, you have to apply for a, basically a permission, a code, so that you can fly that airspace. I just saw an article in the newspaper, I think it was in Tennessee somewhere, that a, uh, I think a garage operator shot a drone down out of the, uh, that was flying over his property. And so now it's going to be a court case. I, I just don't know what the precedents are. Uh, it's going to be interesting to know, you know, is that going to create limits on flying over private property or not? It's, it's, it's almost like being in a hot air balloon, you float over people who don't know you're up above them and fraught with issues. <laughs> I think I'll stick to printmaking. <laughs> well, just give us some examples of um, some of the specific classes that we have taught in the past. I know the Art Lab, uh, we did the facility work and got everything set, and then, of course, we um, we had to cope with the virus. And so... I know we haven't had as large audiences as we have um, had initially hoped for, but what are some of the classes that you have been able to offer, or what are some of the upcoming classes that people might be interested? Um, yeah, well, uh, one of my favorite classes we offered just before the pandemic, and that was with Travis Donovan, who's a, a professor of sculpture at um, Appalachian State in Boone, North Carolina. And he came over and taught us metal etching, which was really fascinating. I'm hoping to bring him back someday soon when it suits his schedule. Um, But that's one of the highlights from the past for me. Um, Coming up this fall, uh, we have a variety of classes already on the calendar. And I'm also still in the process of of bringing more, um, more classes into the calendar. Uh, But we do have Drawing from Observation, which is a more of a traditional studio art approach. It's um, a continual drawing class. It meets um, starting in October. It meets on Thursdays from 4 to 6. And that's an opportunity for beginner through advanced students to come in, hone their skills in observational drawing. One, One of the things that people say to me when I tell them I teach drawing or I tell them I'm an artist is they say, I can't draw a stick figure to save my life. (laughs) Um, But if you think about it, as kids, we all start out drawing exactly the same way. So drawing is an example of an art process that it's not just about a talent. It's a skill that you develop. And it it really fine-tunes motor skills and improves your hand-eye coordination. So it's a great class for anyone in any field. So we do have drawing that's coming up. We'll also have figure drawing in the fall. Uh, And then we also have a special topics uh, studio class that will be taught by Greg Hauser, who is an art professor um, at VHCC. And he's going to be teaching an old master's class. This is in complement to the Bernini exhibition, Baroque exhibition that's coming up this fall. And um, students will be able to learn techniques in um, basically copying an old master painting. So those are the studio art classes that we we have coming up that I'm going to highlight. I know you do have one studio artist. Speaking of, I'm hoping I'm speaking of observational drawing. Is we have an artist uh, who has a studio there, and I know one of the th- things that she specializes in, I think, is 
making paintings during live musical performances, which she has a lot of those on display in her studio. And is that an example of observational? Yeah, sure. That that is an example. And I think Laura, Laura we're speaking about um, Laura Blankenship, who is one of our um, resident studio artists at Art Lab, and she is she's just great. We love having her there, and that's definitely an example of, of figurative, like live figure drawing or oh. figure painting, um, okay. working from life. Well, we're going to talk about uh, some of the other artists that are there in the future, uh, but we'll still talk. I still have some more questions about about the Art Lab, and our audience is listening to. Art Speaks, a presentation of William King Museum of Art in Abingdon. And you're listening to WHC 90.7 FM, the voice of Southwest Virginia. And our guest today is Lakin Bridges. And we have um, heard a lot about what goes on in the, in the art lab. Uh, so do you see the art lab uh, evolving from where it is today? Or where would you, are there things that we can't currently do, but you have plans to be able to do, or are are you happy as a lark? (laughs) (laughs) I'll say that I'm I'm content. I'm never happy. I'm never satisfied, which is, (laughs) I'd say, a a good way to be in this position because I'm always looking for ways to improve and to expand and to to support. Um, We've really done, I've done a lot of uh, research and rethinking during this pandemic, um, the way that we learn and the way that we engage with each other has changed and don't know that it will necessarily go back to what it was before. So um, this has definitely been a time for us to be thinking about how we engage our audiences and um, how we develop our programming. Um, what I'm looking forward to see seeing happening um, as we hopefully <laughs> eventually move out of uh, the era of COVID-19 uh, is further developing community events and being able to really open up the space to um, area teachers and students, high school students and area artists. I know we talked earlier about William King's past forays in the education event, the elementary level. Do uh, When we do have elementary students visit the museum, do they get an opportunity to come to the art lab or see or do something, or is that separate from art lab activities? Uh, Thus far, it has been separate for the elementary age students. We do have um, a youth facility um, in the museum uh, where the students, elementary students go for their art projects. Um, However, when we have high school tours come in, and we have had a few so far, they typically will come over to art lab building and um, we recently had a group come in. They did a tour. Um, they did a tour, a tour plus program, which is you come in for an hour long tour. You get to tour um, our, all of our galleries with our fabulous curators. Um, and then you get to come next door and see me in Art Lab and learn a process. And so we had a group come uh, in and do printmaking. Oh, uh, great. So, uh, how do you get information out about what is going on in the art lab. You can go, I assume you can go to the um, William King homepage or to William King's Facebook mm-hmm. posts and and what do we, do we have an art lab icon there with your picture that we click on? Or? <laughs> I try to keep my picture off the <laughs> William King website. <laughs> uh, but yes, you can go to williamkingmuseum.org and um, 
you can click on the Learn tab, and there, that's information about education for all ages. And from there, you'll be able to um, follow the, the pages to Art Lab and learn more or see more of the facility and to learn more about resident uh, studio artists. Um, the best way to, to stay uh, in touch with what we are doing in Art Lab is to follow us on social media. We do put our classes on Facebook, our William King Facebook page, through events, so you can attend an event or you say you're interested and get notifications. And you can also follow us on our um, Instagram. Uh, for Art Lab's Instagram, it's art underscore lab underscore WKMA. And that's a great way to see what we're doing kind of on the daily in the Art Lab. And also see different um, bits of micro-programming, as I call it. We have an Edubyte series, which is every other week we do. We post a 60-second video that features um, contemporary art or an art movement. So there's information about what we're doing. There's pictures of what the studio artists are making. And then there's little educational clips as well, sometimes miniature demos posted on our Instagram. And I know you mentioned earlier that uh, we do have... Um, suite of Adobe software, and is it correct that uh, someone can take their, can come to the art lab and use that capability and and uh, perhaps get certified in Adobe activities? Is that our platforms or what are we going to call it? <laughs> yes, uh, you, you can. Um, when you're at the website, uh, our website, and you go to the art lab section, there's also a digital lab page that has more information about general or special topics classes using Adobe, as well as um, specific boot camp training sessions in Adobe. We do a training series in Photoshop, a series in Illustrator, in Premiere Pro, which is great for video editing, and InDesign, which is a, a good platform for layouts. And uh, you can go through those training sessions, and um, we also offer introductory, like, three-hour courses. So if you're not sure if you want to commit to a three-week boot camp, you could take a, a one-day course first and see if it's right for you. Well, since you're in the uh, education business, and you've mentioned uh, uh, working with VHCC, Virginia Highlands Community College, um, and then we're sitting at Emory, so... Can you tell us a little bit of what relations we have with other education institutes? Are, are they taking advantage of what we offer? Are we partnering on anything? Or what, what's, what's the deal? <laughs> <laughs> what is the deal? I want to know the deal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so unfortunately, uh, you know, Art Lab, we had our ribbon cutting ceremony, our opening mid-pandemic last year in September. So a lot of the things that we've been unrolling or un unveiling are have, have come at an awkward time. So we don't have any um, formal partnerships in place, but we do have, uh, like I said, a relationship with a professor or instructor at VHCC. And um, we also, this is more through the curatorial department than it is through Art Lab specifically. But we do work with Emory and Henry students, interns, um, who have come in from the art department. They were here last year uh, or last semester. 
and were really great. They worked with exhibitions and um, and were on kind of that side of of the William King campus. I just want we just got a couple of minutes left. I wanted to um, first of all just ask kind of what drew you to William King. I mean, were you familiar with William King before you? Uh, uh, got associated with Art Lab, or uh, what kind of what were the attributes or background that uh, made you choose William King? That's a great question. Uh, well, actually, uh, my first experience with the museum was way back when I was an undergraduate student. Um, it must have been 2010, somewhere around there, and uh, I had these large-scale drawings that I had completed for uh, my BFA. And a professor said, hey, have you heard of William Key Museum and from these Hills Exhibition? And I said, no, I, <laughs> I'm a, I am but a, a poor student who, <laughs> who cannot travel to Abingdon. Uh, so he said, well, it's, it's not far. It's not far from Johnson City. Um, you should submit your work. And I did. And was accepted, and that was my first experience, you know, really getting into visiting William King. Oh, so, so over 10 years ago, you, you had <laughs> material on exhibit. Yes. Well, great. Yep. Since you're kind of over there in, in your own kingdom in the art lab, is um, are there other activities you are able to participate in that William King offers? I mean, do you, um, do you collaborate with curators or... Uh, any other aspects of the museum that you you also find interesting? Yes, professionally, within my job description, I do collaborate with the curators quite a bit. Um, we They share notes, and we develop uh, programming that's in, in conjunction with the exhibitions. I work closely with um, Alice Salyer, our digital lab manager, who I mentioned um, a few minutes ago. Um, she and I have been working to develop the programming for the digital lab. She also runs Teen Lab now. And Teen Lab, let me do a plug for this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Teen Lab, I started this um, last fall, and it's it's pay what you can. So it's it's accessible for anybody who wants to come. It's open to teens only, um, 13 to 18. Occasionally, if uh, if it feels appropriate for your middle schooler to come, we can we can lower the age a little bit. Uh, but Teen Lab goes through the school year. Um, there's a fall semester and a spring semester, and it meets a couple times a week, and each week is a different theme. I started off only hosting um, or only offering digital processes for the teens, so they would come in and learn how to do uh, stop motion animation or editing photography or um, using Adobe Photoshop to build uh, posters or uh, design book covers, things like that. Now we have expanded to include studio art process as well. So Teen Lab has evolved into um, uh, after school, evening, uh, twice a week opportunity to come in and learn either a digital process, watch an art film or documentary, or to um, to come in and get your hands dirty in the studio. Well, great. I'm glad we're appealing to a wider audience. And you've been listening to Art Speaks, a presentation of William King Museum of Art, and our guest today has been Lakin Bridges, so thanks for uh, 
being on the program, Lakin, and thank you for what you do at William King. Thank you. It's my pleasure.